Hello, and welcome to Strategies in Life. I'm known as Mr. David. And why do I say that? I say that because of the episode. This episode is regarding real estate. And this is really for the person interested in becoming a realtor. So we can call it uh, pre-real estate 101. pre Real Estate 101. So I'm going to share with you a few thoughts from a from personal experience as a prior realtor. And I do say prior realtor, and there's a reason for that. <clears throat> going to be transparent, going to keep it real. I think they say nowadays 100%. So anyway, here it is. Again, welcome to Strategies in Life. I do have another podcast or another place where I, the message is spoken, the word of God, and that's at Into His Word. That's I-N-N-T-O, His Word. It's all one word. So you can get it there. And uh, <clears throat> if you need any uh, religious books and gifts that are very nice to give away, you can also, uh, we have links over there, affiliate links, and we hope you partake of that. That would help support uh, our religious efforts in reaching people that are in need. So regarding the real estate uh, 101, pre-real estate 101, uh, first of all, I may add to this is that you you may want to sincerely think about getting into real estate on a sincere level. Think about what it's going to take. Think about the effort you have to put into it, which, and and most definitely think, am I going to be like the people I see? Nice cars, nice houses, uh, seem to have it going on, so to speak. Could that be me? And of course you said, yes, that can be you. That's why you want to become a realtor because you're imagining a better life. You're imagining uh, a free lifestyle, if you would. Uh, Work when you want, work from the office, work from home, meet new people, help people, see the happy faces once the people are satisfied and content with their new purchase. Uh, and along the way, you get to make money. And in your mind, you're going to be making good money, big money, because eventually you'll be able to have that high-end Lexus or that high-end BMW or that high-end Ford, Chevrolet, whatever kind of car it is or whatever kind of home it is, whatever your thing is, You're hoping that real estate is going to be able to provide that desire that's deep within your heart. Now, another reason that you may want to endeavor in real estate is because you're not happy with what you're doing. And you want to make more money because what you're doing, you're not making more money. But if you're not happy at what you're doing, then uh, real estate may or may not be uh, what you want to pursue. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate 
to send me an email. And you can reach me at uh, my, that's M-Y. Oh, you can reach me at Strategies for Life or, you know, whatever the name of this podcast is at Gmail. Strategies in Life or Strategies for Life at gmail.com. Uh, I do have an email over there and I'll be more than happy, more than happy to answer any of your questions best to my ability. All right. So with all that being said, let's move on with what you really want to hear. What is it like? No, how do I prepare to become a realtor? Now, I'm going to be transparent. If you're new to an area, here's what I would suggest. If you know six months, eight months from now, you want to be a realtor and you're moving in that direction, start now. What do you mean start now? Start by making contacts. Start by letting people know, hey, I'm going to be a realtor. Hey, I'm moving in this direction. I'd like to keep in touch with you. May I have your phone number, your address, your email address, whatever information you think that a person will willfully give to you to uh, so that you can keep in touch with them. You have to start building your list of contacts, the clientele that you're going to reach, uh, your prospects, your prospecting, if you would. Your prospecting, real estate is big on prospecting. You're like a miner looking for that golden nugget in the desert where there's a very little water running. Hallelujah. Where there's very little stones uh, moving through the riverbed or in the sand. Hallelujah. There's going to be a golden nugget. Every realtor wants that golden nugget. It's not easy. It's going to take work. So hopefully you're willing to put in the work. People aren't just going to run up to you and say, hey, I heard you're a realtor. I got my act together. I got perfect credit. I got money in the bank. Let's make this happen. And that's rare. It does happen on occasion. But even sometimes that falls through. I've had that experience. Anyway, that's for the new person. <clears throat> that's uh, considering being a realtor and has no leads, has no prospects. Start prospecting early. Hallelujah. Because uh, you need to prospect early. You need to build your list of at least, at least 100 people. Plus, keep in contact with them. Let them know where you are in your process of uh studying or in your process of taking your exams. For example, if you've uh, just entered the class, say, hey, I'm in class. Let them know. Hey, Joe. Hey, Sue. Hey, Bob. Hey, Mac. Whoever they are, send them an email, whatever. We spoke on this day. I'm glad to uh, that you gave me your information. Thank you. I just started my class. I'm on, I'm on track, just like I told you. Next step, I finished all my courses. I'm, I'm on track. 
hey, I'm just keeping in touch, letting you know where you're at. I'm looking forward to helping you once I get my license. My license is scheduled. My test for the license is scheduled on XYZ day. And I'm going to pass it. I feel good about this. End of story. Okay. After that, hopefully you pass your test. I have a test test taking strategy that worked for me on my first time. I was there throughout the whole testing period. But when I left, I left with my license in my hand or they mailed it to me later on. But I left approved, good to go. And that's another story about the test taking. When you get to the location, how that is. If you're already in real estate, hallelujah, or you're going to transition from another area of uh, in the whole housing market uh, of purchasing a house, maybe you're a banker, maybe you're working the loan office or uh, escrow office, or maybe you're an appraiser, maybe you're an inspector of some sort, maybe you're a handyman and you want to get into real estate. Well, the story is pretty much the same, except you may have a jump start on the person that's brand new and doesn't know anything about real estate. Start building a network, letting people know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm transitioning into real estate. I'd love to be able to help you. And yada, yada, yada. So after all that is established, everybody's got their license. Now we have to pick a real estate office to approach to work in. Now, I used to drive school buses some time ago. And to drive a school bus, you have to have a special license with an endorsement on that special license. So it's just like a real estate agent. You have to have a license. And once you become licensed, then you're a licensed real estate agent. But now you want to become a realtor so that you can be a realtor and really make a good effort at selling houses. Remember, you don't need a license to sell or buy a house. You really don't. If that's your purpose of getting a license. Now, it may give you uh, some advantages to to access, better access, but you don't really need a license to buy and sell houses. Keep that in mind. But again, you will have, you may have access or get the first word on a really great deal that's going to hit the market. And hopefully that doesn't become what is known as a pocket listing. And you'll learn about that. Or if you haven't already learned about that, you'll learn about that when you're studying to take your test. Excuse me. The reason why there's pauses is because I'm drinking water. Because I'm on a location. It's kind of warm out today here on the West Coast. Uh, Probably looking at temperatures around 95 or so, but it's a little warm, a little breezy. So anyway, 
So now you're taking your test. You need an office to work in. And you either, one, you have prospects. And worst off, two, you have zero prospects. Now, see, when I started real estate, even though I went through the class, let me say that again. Even though I went through the class, you know, I did my hours, did all the book work. Matter of fact, probably still have two or three books laying around the house, which you really don't refer to after you become an agent. But later on in the years, I would once or twice refer to it. But normally it seems like that's just the, it's like when you go to school, you got the textbook, but the teacher really doesn't use it, especially in college. They tell you to go buy the textbook and you don't really use it. But that's up to you. A lot of things change from the textbook to real life. Uh, good analogy. I, uh, you learn how to drive your car one way. This is the right way to drive your car to pass your test. And you do that. And once you pass your test, you got your seat leaning all the way back to where you're almost laying down. You got one hand on the steering wheel in the improper position. You're leaning to the right or you're leaning to the left. When you get ready to change lanes, you don't use the blinker and you rarely look to see if it's safe to change the lane. You got the idea. You drive your car like you want to. Well, that's pretty much how real estate is. However, however, it is, I can't stress this enough. For the new agent getting into real estate, if you have time, you got to start building that pipeline, start getting some people, start making contacts. Now, we'll talk a little about, bit about the real estate office you're going to work for. A lot of, here's what happened to me, my experience. I went through Century 21, right? I took the classes at Century 21 here in the local city that I live in, passed the first time out, went back to Century 21. Everybody was hyped. They was excited. They got my business cards, your first thousand business cards. That's on the, uh, that's up to the, uh, uh, the broker. They usually buy the first thousand business cards. They hand those to you. They have office meetings. If you can make them, you show up to that. Now I was working full time at my, uh, secular job, I guess you can call it. So I was a part-time real estate agent, but, uh, it's the same. Nothing really changed except for when you're part-time, your availability changes. Now, I was part-time Monday through Sunday in real estate. Now, if you have a job where you can spend, you know, like half and half, like maybe you work uh, three days a week and have the rest of the time off, then, then that's fine. So if you have that kind of schedule, that'll work for you. Big days in real estate big days in real estate just to keep you abreast or the weekends, Sundays and Saturdays. Yeah, I'll put it just in that order. Sundays and Saturdays. Uh, all the rest of the days, they're days of the week. Sundays and Saturdays are big days. People like to go out and look for houses on Sundays and Saturdays. Uh, Saturday's big, Sunday's bigger. Uh, keep that in mind. Uh, if you're a man looking to do real estate, you can do well. It may take you a lot more effort. Women seem to fare very well in real estate. 
I think that's probably why you see a lot of women in real estate. And perhaps they're married, so this is something for them to do to get out of the house while their husband is at work. I don't know. That's just an idea, just a thought. But uh, there could be other reasons that women do well in real estate. Uh, what else can I share with you on this first episode of uh, the real estate episode on strategies for life? Or strategies in life. I forgot what I titled this uh, podcast. Um, I've had it for a while, the podcast. I just never put anything out there. But uh, uh, someone came to me today on this subject. So I thought I would put it out there so they could hear it. and So it can soak in. So you're going to find an office that's going to work with you. And most offices will be willing to work with you. As long as you have a license, they call it hanging your license you can hang your license here now you got to be uh aware of your fees how much am i going to get out of every transaction i sell do i ever cap off is there a cap so in other words if i sell uh let's make the number small if i sell uh twenty thousand dollars in homes then is that my cap and after that i get a hundred percent of my commission or when I start out is my commission. Do I get 40% and you guys get 60% and then out of that commission split, who's paying for what? Am I paying for my insurance? Am I paying for uh, copies that had to be made? Does that come out of my commission or does the office pay that? What am I paying for out of my commission? Here's another thing. Does the office have a way to where I can get leads generated to me automatically? Do I get a website? Do I have to pay out of pocket for that website? Does the office provide that website to me? Does the office bill me on a monthly basis for that website? Here's another one. Who's going to help me do the paperwork in the office? Being a new agent, it's all going to be spaghetti soup to you. After about a year or two, it's still going to be spaghetti soup to you. So they have the, I think it's called the transition coordinator that uh, reviews your paperwork. Are you paying for that person to review your paperwork? And if so, is that going to come out of every transaction that you complete? So out of your commission, out of a certain transaction, you may get, let's say, all right, I sold that house or I was a, I shared the commission with another agent. I'm rolling now. I got $3,000 coming to me. That's not a bad commission out of one house. That's cool. And, they don't, and, uh, and you were the selling agent or the listing agent, whatever. You get $3,000, okay? Whatever your part in it. Whatever your role was, you get $3,000. Now out of that $3,000, there's stuff you got to pay. You got to talk to your office or look for an office to see what you have to pay. Uh That's if you get the $3,000. You know, you got to find out what the percentage is of the, uh, what's the 60-40 split. In other words, the house sold for uh, 200,000 
and the commission between you and the other agent, if the listing agent, which is the one that's selling the house, the one's picture you see on the sign, the one's name you call and say, hey, I have a client that like to see your house. If that person has the house listed for 6% commission, you get three, he gets three out of the total price of the sale of the house. And remember, out of once it's sold, out of your 3% of the commission, all your bills come out of that for whatever, that transaction. So uh, some offices charge a lot. Some offices go 50-50. Some offices go 40 office, 60 U. Some offices go 60 office, 40 U. Now, there are some uh, real estate organizations where you can charge as low as 1%. They don't care. They don't encourage it. And there's reasons for that. And if you'd like to know, send me an email at strategiesforlife or inlife at gmail.com. I can share uh, that with you as well. All right, so I'm just talking and I'm about done right now. And I'll probably uh, come back later with some more 411 uh, part two, I guess you can call it if, if I remember to do that. Hope this information was useful to you. Have a great day. And until we meet again in real estate, keep reaching and keep prospecting. Because that's how you're going to make your money. Hopefully. <laughs>